The following episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends at Stridal. Head to stridal.com now to check out an immense entertainment library filled with racing podcasts and documentaries. You can also check out their Stridal Marketplace where you can sort through some of the best available horses going around the market today. Head to stridal.com now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clear now from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. Mitchell Cashmore joined again this week by the returning Miss Mock as Nick still flies around Greece, hopping on all the islands. He's going everywhere. He's been everywhere, man. He'll be back in a few weeks. But Claire still taking his position here in the co-host seat. How are you, Claire? I'm good. I'm ready to be back and back some more winners. You're back three last week. Do you reckon you can back it up? I hope so. Hopefully no scratchings this week. You were too short of your call of five. Yeah, but I did call. have one scratch. Yeah, it was a big call to say first up you'd be going five <laughs> maybe tips. This week, maybe this but week. three tips, very good. All at good odds? Yes, of course. Yeah, we had six winners on the podcast last week and um, great way to start off the season, especially considering the average price was well over $7. So if you were putting money on each of our tips, you definitely would have been in the profit punters that day last Saturday. Very good um, day indeed of racing. Lots to unpack. Let's just go through the big talking point coming out of the day. The wing stakes, what did you think? It was bittersweet for me because... Obviously, Hinged got fourth, so no points for me in the Great Spring tip-off. But Fangirl won, so I don't have to have a boyfriend with a bus cut. Yes! <laughs> the hair stays on, people. The hair stays on. A lot of people were telling me oh, I was an idiot. Fangirl can't go in the wet. I kind of believed it myself. But my goodness me, what did I say would happen? No Animoda chase. J-Mac lobs her into the perfect spot pops out at the right time and just storms home as she always does. But I will pose the question to you now, punters. Do I double down no. on another horse? Let me know in the comments of this podcast. You know, send us out on social media. I want to know, do I need to double down on another horse and put my hair on the line again? Let us know your thoughts. Or just for Fangirl to win another one. For Fangirl to win another one? Well, I if, think she if, will. If you love her that much. I think she will. Talking about if anything you're gonna um, talking about Fangirl and races she could be going on to win the King's Charles Stakes on Everest Day over sixteen hundred meters. Fangirl versus Mr. Brightside if they both go. Holy Ooh. moly, could that be the race of the spring or what? Mr. Brightside was mighty impressive on the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, that was too easy. He absolutely <laughs> smashed them. Yeah. Absolutely smashed them, put them away. Fangirl, you know. As she typically does, you know, made it a bit close. But Mr. Brightside, my goodness, did one leg in the air. <laughs> but um, I think if they come down to it, if you, you know, if it's 1v1, Fangirl versus Mr. Brightside, who would you be backing in a race over the mile out of those two? I like Mr. Brightside better, sorry. You think Mr. Brightside over Fangirl? Yeah. Why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea? You just think Mr. Brightside has more kick to him? I guess, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... I know more about... I've seen more of Mr. Brightside's races than Fangirl's, if I'm being honest. Because, like, Fangirl's always behind Animo, as you said before. And Mr. Brightside hasn't really had to tackle Animo too many times. exactly. But I think maybe that makes Mr. Brightside look better because he hasn't had to tackle the likes of Animo. He's only come up against Animo 
once or twice mm. in his career, whereas Animo has been a roadblock for the likes of Fangirl for her entire career. So I feel like maybe that makes Mr. Brightside look slightly better, but gee, they're both supremely talented. I can't wait for that race if they do indeed both go there uh, because they've got other targets throughout the spring, but my goodness me, that just makes Everest Day even more exciting. Um, other than Fangirl going out of the wing stakes, were there any horses you that caught your eye that you want to follow going forward? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Not that you can think of <laughs> off the top of your head. What about Think It Over? Do you think Think It Over returned well off the almost two-year gap? He was flying down the outside, wasn't he? Is that him I was thinking of? Uh, I can't remember if he was down the outside, but I think... He was like he, up... He was up there. Was I think coming. he finished fifth or sixth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely came. I I thought he always was going to need further, but um, very respectable run, would you say? Yes. Yeah, do you think... Good start to his yeah, season. Good start to the season coming back. I definitely think he will... I think he has definitely another win in him. I thought off the run, yeah, that's all that needed to happen. I never thought he was really going to be in with a winning shot. He was definitely an exotics-only horse. Chuck him in the first fours because off that long of a break, first up, over a distance, probably too short of his best. Never thought he was getting the job done, but uh, just needed the fitness. I think second up, he'll be prime and definitely run a good race. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> My goodness me. She switched off there, punters. <laughs> she needs to wake up. But... um. Princess Grace is the one that I'd be following out of the wing stakes, uh, other than, of course, Fangirl. Reason being, go back and watch the race. Her run was fantastic, considering the fact that she was on quicksand where on the inside there for the uh, rail. If you go back and watch all the races on the day, the rail was not the place to be. It was like running on a treadmill. You were going nowhere. And you'll see around the 400, 300 mark when she starts to make her run, she really quickens and it's down the fence line. She doesn't get to the middle of the track till the final stages where she quickens even further. But the fact that she was even able to go forward at all compared to the rest of the horses that were just going backwards on the day on the rail was really, really impressive. Her splits were fantastic. She definitely proved she could hang with the top talent. I think she's definitely got a big win in her this prep. So Princess Grace is the one to follow out of the wing stakes in my opinion. Uh, as we move on to the listener questions, we've got a, through, got a few sent in this week. Um, first from the Cast Patrol boys. This is one for me. He said, they say, would Cashy rather hit the Melbourne Cup first four or take Miss Mock on a luxury holiday? I think that one's pretty easy to answer here. What do you think my answer is going to be? Hit the first four 100%. and then take me on a holiday. Oh, she's read my mind. <laughs> Yeah, no, first four all the way because you'd be able to pay for the holiday yeah. with the first four. Think about it. Every year, the first four in the Melbourne Cup, it pays off someone's mortgage. Everyone's got getting on it. It's the biggest pool all year. Um, and often there's a few roughies up there in the top four. So it often pays ridiculous amounts, 40000 50000 plus. So I'd 100%, <laughs> 100% take hitting the first four over taking you on a holiday because then I can just take you on a holiday afterwards. Exactly. And then probably... Double win. Yeah, probably play the lottery afterwards because it's just <laughs> as good playing the lottery. is probably just as much of a chance as hitting the first four straight on the Melbourne Cup. But um, then we've got at Henry Bear. He asks, what group one race are you most looking forward to this spring? I'll let you go first, Claire. Uh, the Golden Rose, I have to say. Golden Rose? Why is that? Well, last year, as you will probably remember, I tipped the winner, Jackano. Yes. I was very proud of that win, I must say. And I'm just very excited for that race again this year. 
Yeah, so am I. The three-year-olds, it's always fun to see how they progress. Um, Shinzo looking to go the double, the golden slipper into the golden rose. Do you think maybe he's a horse that can do it? Maybe. Has anyone ever done it before? Oh, yeah, there's there's been a few. But do you think he'll be talented enough to go on with the job? Or do you think golden slipper curse? They never really do anything after winning the golden slipper. Do you think Shinzo is one that can break it? You can't say that. Though. Like, yeah, lots of them don't. But he could be the one to break them all. Fair enough. Uh, mine's got to be, uh, other than the King Charles Stakes that we discussed earlier, the race I'm most looking forward to this spring has to be Golden Eagle. Uh, four-year-old exclusive race, 1,500 metres at Rose Hill. My goodness gracious me. The field is stacked every year, but I feel like this year the, the field's going to be like no other. The potential participants are endless. Osipenko, Lindemann, Aft Cabin, Golden Mile, Amelia's Jewel, Giga Kick, uh, Kovalika, uh, gee, there's too many to list off the top of my head. Um, Hawaii Five O is another one. Uh, so many, so so many, and they're all top talents in their own right. If they all do go to the Golden Eagle, boy oh boy, it is going to be the place to be all spring carnival, even more than the Everest, I reckon. I just think you know, twenty horses, all at the peak of their prep, ready to go head to head at Rose Hill. The four-year-olds, the the class this year is just through the roof. I'm pumped up. And I think early tip could be a bit of Osipenko if he goes. Nice. I think Osipenko might be the one to watch for the Golden Eagle or Giga Kick. If Giga Kick goes, if he can get oh, out to the 1,500, I, I'm not a massive Giga Kick fan <laughs> because of, you ruined my Everest day last year, but I can't argue with talent. I think Giga Kick could potentially be yeah. like a massive player, especially backing up after the Everest. If he goes Everest into Golden Eagle, be very exciting. Very exciting indeed come race day. All right, Claire, anything else to touch on, do you think, before we get into the rundown? I'm ready. All righty. Before we get there, of course, have to shout out our good friends at Dabble. If you haven't joined Dabble already, what are you doing? It is the Aussie bookie that's changing the game of gambling right now. Uh, you can bet with mates in the banter channels, like-minded tipsters like myself and Nick. And Claire, we're all in there. We're giving tips constantly on every day of races, sport, you name it. We're there. We're punting on it. And you can hear all the tips. You can also copy all of those tips with a single click of a button. It goes straight into your bet slip and you're able to put on as much money as you would like. Of course, gamble responsibly when doing so. But you got to just get on, guys. Head to Dabble right now on the App Store. Click the link in our show notes. Use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you and you'll be able to win with us this racing season and going into the footy finals. You definitely want to be getting around our multis as well. Very, very exciting stuff. So get on Dabble today. Use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up. Alrighty, track report for Rose Hill. Uh, currently, it's a soft five thanks to the uh, heavens opening up in the last couple of days, but it looks to be dry all week leading up to the races. So we should get in the good territory. But to be fair, the weathermen said the exact same thing last week. <laughs> and what did it do? It bucketed down on Friday night. But if the rain does hold off, we should be getting into the good four range come race day. Uh, the rail is out six metres from the 1,500 metres to the winning post, out four metres for the remainder of the track. Leaders should get a slight advantage there, especially if they're on the inside barriers. But of course, monitor any track bias on the day, of course. Anything can really happen, but the stats show being forward, probably settling in the first, you know, six or eight in the field is probably the space to be, but just monitor that on race day. Race one here. It's the highway. 
I'll be straight to the point. It's a dartboard race. Um, so I'm going to look for one at odds. Eight of a kind sticks out for sure to me. Tim Clark, booked on Danielle Sieb, horse here. It's, you know, Danielle Sieb, trainer who wins highway just about every three weeks. I think she's going to win another one here. Uh, lightly raced, should find himself in the right part of the track to pounce at the right time. Currently $15 to win, $4.40 to place. Happy to go each way on eight of a kind to start the day off at Rose Hill. Claire, what are your thoughts? I've also gone a bit of a wide shot here. As you need to in the a highway. A lot more wide than you, though. Uh, I'm on number six, Powderfinger. She is at $61 to win right now. $11, $14 a place, actually. Um, I'm just trusting my gut with Dill on this one. Yeah. If anyone's going to somehow get a $61 horse over the line, it could be Dill. I am on each way, though, of course. Of course, you got to be on each you way. You've got to have price. that insurance. Um, I also do enjoy the band Powderfinger, so that's a bit of an omen bet there. And, yeah, I just think Dill's been in really good form the last year. So he's won a few highways in his life. And, yeah, I'm going to kick off my tips with this big roughie. Yeah, Dill Gibbons flying. First up of a tri- trip to Vegas. Gets up in the <laughs> last first week. Last week. <laughs> he's, he's just that good. You know, he's still probably hung over from the strip and uh, and all those casinos and winning plenty at the blackjack table. But he still comes out and gets the job done in the first last week. Can do it again this week, perhaps. Race two. 2,000 metre mark here. Too much caviar and Yukon are the two that will be pushing forward and attempt to steal it by setting a thunderous pace um, with the rail out. I would not be shocked if either one ends up going all the way. But, however, I'm going to be on Wineglass Bay. Yes, I've been on him every start. Yes, he constantly comes second. But it's definitely D-Day this time around. If he can't manage to win, I won't be backing him again in a while. Um, But, gee... Last start, like I said, current, constantly, 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 constantly getting unlucky. This horse just got too far back and was very narrowly beaten by a horse that has that had three less kilos on him the day. That's Travelling Kate. She's here again. Same horse lines up against him, but he's worse off in the weight department. So I don't think she's going to have the kick to be able to beat him home. I think as long as J-Mac puts him in the right spot this time, doesn't get too far back, he can win here. $2.30, wine glass bay for me in the second. Uh, I'm on too much caviar, as you hinted on before. Uh, he's at 480 at the moment to win and 175 a place. He's good across all track ratings, I've noticed. Like, whether it's heavy, soft. Very good. consistent he's, horse. Yeah, very consistent. And, yeah, you can never really tell what the track rating is going to be on a Saturday. So, thought I may as well go with Bayless on this one and hopefully you can get it done. Fair enough. Race three. Uh, Marquez, or Marquez, however you say it, the Cummings trained horse, very well found by the market, but for good reason. Uh, he looked fantastic when storming over them late in very quick fashion in the midweeks, last start at Warwick Farm. Obviously, this will be a lot harder rising up to Saturday grade, but gee, he up in distance after that performance. He seems to have returned really well. I think he'll be sitting amongst the pack, burst clear going around that bend and win with a bit in hand if he's able to repeat that. The sectionals were off the chart. I think he's going to be in for a very, very good prep here. Looked absolutely phenomenal. $2.80. Marquez for me in the third. Claire, what are your thoughts? I'm back on Grassler Styler. Back on Grassler Styler? Yes. He needs to redeem himself after that scratching. I was very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was quite disappointed when he didn't get his run, but this time he's got Nash on board him. Nash, I believe it's the sixth different jockey for the, the prep or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's never had Nash on him before. Nash first time, yes. Yeah. So, maybe it'll be beginner's luck with Nash. You never know. Yep. Yeah. 
ready for him to come back and have his win. Lovely stuff. As we move to the midway here, Electrica for me. Uh, I was on her last edition of the midway. Boy, was she unlucky, just getting squeezed and bumped off balance late. Tried to protest it as she uh, just quickened a bit, quickened quite a bit, I might add, before she was taken out of that race. Hence why they tried to put the protest. The protest was thrown out. But, gee, two times in a row now she's been stuck in a lot of traffic and then burst clear late. But if she just gets that clear run of the line, if she can get out of traffic, $7 to win, $2.50 each way, Electrica for me in the midway. Surely this is her day. She's going to win it. I've got a good feeling. Uh, I'm on Satness, $16 a win at the moment, uh, 480 a place. It's been in really good form recently. Um, hasn't even been out of the top four in his last six starts. So he's not carrying much on his back. And, yeah, I reckon he'll be up there in the late stages, going to sizzle down the outside and win. Lovely stuff. Race five, 1,100 metres. Straight to the point here. Smashing Eagle for me. The form behind Mojo Magic has been specced a few times and it worked for him in the last start when he gave them Winburn down the road. He'll straight and he should get a similar setup here. He'll kick late, get over the top of them and give him Winburn again here. $3.30 for Smashing Eagle in the fifth, Claire. Uh, I'm with Delacour on this one. She's $15 a win, three sixty a place. Her last run here, didn't go that well. She was caught very wide out of barrier nine. But this time around, she's in barrier one, so won't have to worry with trying to get across with this one. Uh, Apprentice Hannah Williams, I think, has gone unnoticed. She's not very appreciated. I think she has some very good runs. Uh, she gets the three kilo claim, so I'm expecting her to get up around them in the late stages here. Is that all? Yep. Fair enough. Remind us of the price. Uh, $15. Gee, you're going rough today. I always go rough. You always go rough, but I mean, gee, the, the prices are getting I mean, up there. you say that, but my next one's not rough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, race six, 1500 meters here. Uh, one horse only here for me. That is Call Diet, $3. Uh, always bet on this horse, named for perhaps my biggest supporter in this endeavor of the mock sports, my beautiful, beautiful auntie Di, uh, who unfortunately had to lay to rest on this past Monday. Shout out to the uh, Allen and Schofield family who will be probably listening. It was a beautiful service. And thank you much for thank you very much for all you've done for me, uh, Auntie Di. And I'm sure she's looking down and going to support us going forward no matter what we do here with the Mock Sports. She'll be smiling down on the weekend as well. Hopefully, Call Di gets up for her $3. Claire. I'm also on Call Di with you here. Good stuff. Mostly for the same reason. <laughs> Good stuff. Omen bet. Yes. 100%. She needs to get up. Needs to get up. She was unlucky last start. Just wasn't fit enough. This time, added fitness. I think it's the day Against for Call Against the same horse that just pipped her on the line as well. Powerful peg. Yeah. Call Die. Die's getting up. Die's getting up for Die. Uh, we'll move on. Race seven here. 1,300 metres. Just going to go straight bat option here. Straight bat. Calibus. Price, well found. No prizes for tipping him here. But it seemed a good thing beaten last start when it found itself in a lot of traffic before bursting home when clear only late to a narrow loss for Kintyre. And Kintyre, my goodness, I can't believe it won on that day. I call it this. Oh, I can't actually say what I call it. I'll get cancelled. But um, I, I call it the uh, very, very untalented cousin of uh, Fireburn. I think Fireburn's untalented enough, let alone... Kintyre. Um, yeah, I know she was a Golden Slipper winner, but she's done nothing since. So um, I think with a better draw here for Calibus, 
And the run, you know, if it gets clear to the line, definitely can win here, especially with the weight drop and the added weight race fitness. Ready to peak, I think, here. It's at $3.10. Calibus for me in the seventh. Uh, I'm back up in price again. Yep. Uh, two to Levita. Her first three runs of her career were really promising. Uh, two seconds and a first, so that's sounding pretty good. Coming out of a terrible trial run, though, she came dead last. But she'll hopefully bounce back for me. And $16 to win, $4 a play. I was going to say, it looked like a donkey in its last trial. <laughs> it looked like an absolute donkey. Nothing compared to its actual start. I will though. admit, we've been there for one of its runs um, back in early, early winter. Uh, ran behind Congregation uh, at Rose Hill. You know, everyone was saying that was a moral beating that day, two to La Vida, but Congregation got up the very next week, ran on to win a very stacked race up in the Brisbane Winter Carnival. I believe it was group quality as well. So, I mean, the form's been specced, so hopefully it's progressed on to be a three-year-old. Hopefully the trial form was just a bad trial for you because, I mean, it would be a nice price to get it at. <laughs> be a nice snipe, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, race eight. The 1,200 metres San Domenico Stakes, one of the lead-ups to the Golden Rose that you mentioned earlier, Claire. We're on the road to the Golden Rose here. Uh, I'm going to have to be with Kandinsky Abstract. Very lightly raced three-year-old for the Walla Camp. Um, only one start to date, but gee, what a start it was. Absolutely blitzed them at Canterbury in a midweek race. Um, in that field was a horse called Celestial Legend. The following week, Celestial Legend went out on a Saturday. We were also there that day, Claire, and we saw it absolutely blitz its field and it looked very, very special that day. So I think that form with Kandinsky Abstract is awesome. Trials have looked, you know, very, very good. Nice tick over for him. I'm happy to dive into that price. $5 to win, $2 each way. Kandinsky Abstract for me in the San Domenico Stakes. 100% agree with you on that one. Great minds think alike. Yes. Uh, looking at... Some of his trials as well. Very impressive. I'm definitely on him here. Fair enough. As we move to race nine, 1,400 metres. Look, usually I'd be on Kalino, uh, but on the one-week backup, down in grade, up in weight, five kilos, and up into distance, so to a distance he doesn't usually like. Very weird setup, but I mean, I'm, I'm not one to usually judge Chris Wallace tactics. He usually knows what he's doing. He's the best trainer in the country, but I just can't be on him here. But, you know, now that I've said that, probably wins. Another horse that I'm going to talk a bit of uh, crap about here and probably wins now that I've done that is Inver Park. I really, really wanted to be on Inver Park. Um, first up wasn't too special, but closed off well, and it jumps up 300 metres now. In that first start, it booked J-Mac. So, obviously, the camp was confident in its chances. Um, dropped six kilos as well after that. I think very well placed here, but the draws a shocker. 16th barrier. It is a back marker anyway, but gee, just like Faulkner Park last week, surely gets too far back. I think I've learnt my lesson with horses that are going to get too far back, especially with a six meter rail. But now that I've said it, $10, oh, it'll get up and I'll kick myself. <laughs> but in saying all of that, I've set it on Mission Phoenix. Should want further than this, of course. Probably maybe needs this run, but he'll most likely be up there. He's going to be in the right part of the track. His form behind Pericles could take him a long way here. Two lengths of a horse like that is really big green tick in my mind. So $13 to win, $3.80 to place Mission Phoenix. I don't see why he can't find his way into the finish. Each way for Mission Phoenix for me. Uh, I'm on Glint of Silver. $6 a win, $2.25 a place. Uh, as I touched on last week, I do love a grey horse. This will be my third Grey horse just for this week. Jeez. So I'm, I'm really liking the greys. Um, 
I'm pretty confident in this one. He's a proven winner over this distance, and he'll definitely be up there in this one, I reckon. Yep, fair enough. Race 10, finish off the day here. Oh, we straight at a point again. Diamond Dealer in the last. Bottom weight, should jump on the bunny, go right to the front, prove very hard to run down. Just got outrun by a very good horse in Olentia last start, and I feel that form could take her a long way here. $5.50 to win, $2.15 to place. Each way on Diamond Dealer in the last for Cashy. Claire, finish off the day with a winner just like you did last oh, week, please. That would be very nice at this price as well. Uh, I'm on Kabling, $16 a win, $4.20 a place. Just resuming from a spell here, and he really likes this distance. Uh, he went on a winning, went out on a winning note last prep, so hopefully he can keep it going this Saturday, and that'll make it three in a row for him. Um, he's also another horse that doesn't really mind what the track's doing. He's had wins on both soft and good tracks, so hopefully he'll get it done. Lovely stuff. That concludes the Rose Hill rundown for this week, and unfortunately. It's one of the very few weeks we have a buy in the Great Spring tip-off thanks to the restructuring of the carnival this year. We have a couple of buys instead of just the one. This is usually the only buy we have, but are no feature races or group ones this week, so we don't have a big full-on analysis for a big race for you. No key stats and statistics and facts for you. We're just going to move straight into Around the Grounds. But before we do so, quick shout-out to our good friends at Sippy Lager. It's the Mox beer of choice this spring. Like I said, it tastes like you're not going into work tomorrow. As soon as you crack that can, you just hear the, oh, come on, start to ring in the back of your ear. It's a beautiful, beautiful drop from the boys down there in Melbourne. Head to sippy.com.au to get your product now and make sure to be above 18 and drink responsibly when doing so. All right, the Around the Grounds, I'm going to be straight into it. We're not beating around the bush this uh, episode because there's not a lot to talk about. It's not a massive day of races, but I'm looking down at Mooney Valley, race nine. St. Lawrence at the $2.35 price tag. Fantastic horse that I followed since he tore through the midweek grades. Found himself at Saturday level before proceeding to tear through those grades as well. He is just one of those horses that you need to back until he fails. He hasn't failed me yet. So $2.30, St. Lawrence in race nine for me there. And we go to the last of the day, Red Hot Nick. Old Nicky boy, I'm sure he's getting very red hot over in Europe. We'll hear uh, more about that when he gets back. Um... It's a very fast horse on his day. This is his pet distance. This is his pet track. He has never once finished out of the trifecta at this distance. He's never once finished out of the Quinella at this track. So why on earth is he paying $8 to win and $2.80 to place? Come on, market. What are you doing? Red Hot Nick, each way for me in the last to conclude my Around the Grounds tips. Claire, what have you found for us? Uh, race six at the Valley. I'm on Croatian Bell. She really enjoys running at the Valley, has won both of her runs here in the past, uh, has won first up before, so hopefully she can produce something similar this week. Uh, having Jamie Carr on board is definitely going to be good because I think she's due for a day out after returning from her injury. Yep. Uh, at $6 to win at the moment, two twenty-five a place. I think she can get it done. And then moving to race seven at the Valley, I've got a little Quinella. I hope that's all right with you, Mitchell. That is all right. You are the Quinella queen, did, as you like to yes, call yourself. Yes, I've touched on this last week. I I think I'm pretty good at my Quinellas, my exotics. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go the number four, Jimmy the Bear, and number seven, Deep Strike. Um, Deep Strike is at $11 a win, two ninety a place. Jimmy the Bear, $6 a win, $2 a place. I couldn't really split these two. One, I liked Jimmy the Bear because it just – 
it had a lot going for it. One last week as well. Yeah, yeah, it did, didn't it? On the week back up. Yes. Um, and just I don't know, Deep Strike. It's 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 lured me in with its price there, so couldn't split him. So I'm putting him together, and hopefully they can get me a nice juicy Cornella. Fair enough. Okay. Is that all the Around the Grounds tips for yourself? Yeah. Alrighty. We head to our best bets around the country. Um, of course, if we're going to be betting anywhere around the country, one horse that we're going to have our money on, I'll just read out Nick's first. He couldn't send a voice message. The service, very spotty over there <laughs> in Europe, as most of you could probably entertain. Um, so he said, betting apps don't really work very well over here in Greece. Uh, can only really see who's in the race. Not many form factors, but I've seen a horse that's caught my eye. I know how it goes about it, and I'm definitely getting around it here. And that's Pioneer River, the deserved favourite in the last best horse in the race. If the race is dictated by him, I think he will just win here. Um, I will get the price up for you now. Punters in the last at Rose Hill, Pioneer River. Number eight there, 380. Yeah, J-Mac on board for the Mayor and Eustace camp. It's a leader. Like you said, if the, the pace is going to be dictated by him, I think he, he thinks he's just going to go all the way, especially with that rail out. So Pioneer River is Nick's best bet. Claire, who's yours? I'm going to go with Kaldai here. Oh, my goodness, you'll make me cry. I'm very confident in her. It'd be very nice to see her get it up. It would. It would just be, it would be the icing on top, really. It'd be very, very nice to see her get up for obvious reasons. Yes. But, um... My best bet has to be race nine, Mooney Valley. I'm going away from Rose Hill. Very Ooh. unlike me. I usually try and find one at Rose Hill, but St. Lawrence for me, $2.35. It's just a horse. Like I said, you've got to back him until he fails, and he hasn't failed me yet. I think he's just going to come out here. He's going to jump. He's going to wait for his moment. He's going to pounce, and he's going to get up. And hopefully with a bit of energy left for another few starts and another few wins this prep, he's going to be going for... I think he's fifth win in a row. Let me confirm it quickly before I say it. No, sorry. He's going for his fifth win in his last six starts. So he'll be five from six Impressive. from his last six starts if he manages to get up on the weekend. He only failed once, and that was his last um, run of the prep where he's only a length off. Glory Days, who, very good horse in its own right. Uh, so, yeah, St. Lawrence has to be my best bet around the country. Uh, as we head, of course, to the quaddy. We didn't get it last week, did we? We were very close, but we couldn't manage it. Your horse almost came home in the yeah. night to secure <laughs> it for us. Would have been a nice payout. I believe it was 3700 on the day. Yes. Yeah, it would have been very get, good to get. Let's try and get it this week. Uh, race 7, we've got Calibus, Les Vampiris, Tuta La Vita, and Griff. Race 8, Kandinsky Abstract, Barber, The Instructor, and Introducing. Race 9, Kalino, Mission Phoenix, Clint of Silver, and Invert Park. And race 10, we've got Diamond Dealer, Kabling, Rosetta, and Pioneer River. $50 gets you 19.5%, like always. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, guys. It's very straight to the point this week. Like I said, no tip-off. Um, no key stats and facts, uh, not a lot to discuss because it's a very minor day of racing, but it will start to pick up from here. Anything to say to the punters before you sign off, Claire? Just a quick shout out to Nicholas's horse. Of course. How could I forget? <laughs> Cheerful legend was meant to run last week in the midway scratch to get an easy kill at the midweek level. And he did at the little old price of $23 to one. Uh, Thank you very much. $26 on $26 to one. Cheerful legend, guys. Black book it now. Nick's horse. It is flying right now. It's going to have a big, big prep. I reckon four pillars midway if anyone gets a slot in that. <laughs> Send it our way. I think it deserves a start. Absolutely 
pissed in today with lots of weight and lots of money. Uh, I saw someone put $1,000 on it. That was probably another fellow owner. Uh, gee, big Maybe win for them. Nick. Big win for them. Maybe it was Nick spending all his uh, uh, euros over there. He probably put a 1,000 euro on. That would have been an even bigger win. Euros tonight for you, Nico. Um, but, yeah, punters. Of course, we'll see you next week where Claire will have her final week on the podcast unless you demand her presence weekly. Uh, unlikely that happens though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nico will be back in a couple of short weeks. But of course, you'll be seeing us back together next week for one more run. Claire, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me. You'll have another couple of weeks to prove your worth for the podcast. But until then, punters, I will see. we will see you next week. Make sure, though, to set a deposit limit, gamble responsibly, and think about what you could be buying instead, guys. Make sure to go easy on the weekend, especially as it's a very unpredictable week. A lot of open racing to be had, so make sure to gamble responsibly. See you next week, punters. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone...